Hey, welcome to the Coming Out Late Podcast. I'm Robin, your host, and I'm a late bloomer just like you. We are a part of a rapidly growing, lesser known, or even talked about subset of the queer community. We're a tribe, if you will. And if you're anything like me, when I came out, I was confused, scared. I felt like I was going crazy and I felt all alone and had nobody to talk to. Not to worry, you've come to the right place. In the Coming Out Late podcast, you'll hear real, raw, and relatable Coming Out Late stories. You'll be inspired, informed, and educated, and you'll definitely feel supported. And you can stop feeling like you're living someone else's life and start living your own. So welcome, you have found your tribe. And welcome to the Coming Out Late podcast. Hello, hello, loyal listeners. Welcome to the Coming Out Late podcast. I'm Robin, your host, and I have a really, really special treat for you today. I have my very, very first interview ever, and I'm interviewing Ms. Carrie DeWitt. And you might know her on the Facebook pages, Late Bloomer Lesbians. And yeah, and she's doing a whole lot more too. And you'll find out about that in this interview. So Carrie DeWitt is a certified master life coach who has taken her journey of coming out as a late in life lesbian, like the rest of us, or at least non-straight, and use it to guide and support others walking through the same journey. She awakens the possibilities, the courage, and the magic that is already inside her clients but they haven't yet learned how to access that yet. And that's why you need Carrie DeWitt to access your brilliance, access your possibilities and your courage and your magic. So welcome Carrie DeWitt to the Coming Out Late podcast. Oh my gosh, this has been a long journey for the two of us. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. And yes, it has been a a journey getting here, but I'm really glad that we we got here finally. So it's great. (laughs) Yes. So you were straight once? I once did identify as straight. I'm not sure I was straight, but I identify as such. Yes. (laughs) So you were in a hetero world. Very much so. Yeah. And tell us about that and tell us a little bit about your background and then, and also how did you, and why did you become a certified master life coach? There's a lot there, Robin. (laughs) There's a lot there. So I, so I'll start with, I came out at 41 I'm now 44. So um, this month marks three years for me. It's actually wow. this month yesterday marks three years wow. for me. Congratulations. So, thank you. Thank you of realizing who I am. And, and to be completely honest, that was just the marker for me coming out to me and only me. I didn't just like, just like realize, wake up one day and go, Oh, I'm gay. And then tell the whole world, you know, it didn't happen quite like that. It was quite, it's been quite a journey over the last three years. But when I reached that point, I had just finished my health coaching certification and I was completing my life coach certification at the time. And I really fell in love with the way the mind works. And I fell in love with the way we create our lives with the way we process things and walk through things and all of like our belief systems and where those things come from. 
And mm-hmm. so I furthered my education as a coach and jo- enrolled in the mastery program for coaching and received two more certifications for that. But during that was when I really started to blossom and awaken what was inside of me. And it was a messy, oh my gosh, it was such a messy journey. (laughs) And so I tell people- I'm sure no one listening can relate, you know? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I tell people all the time, I'm like, it doesn't have to be clean and pretty. It's not going to be. If you expect it to be clean and pretty, you're in for a very rude awakening. It's okay for it to be messy. I tell my clients that all the time. Let it be messy. Yes. Let it. Yes. Because it's it wants to be. It needs to be. You know, and if you don't let it, it's just going to drive things out. <laughs> It'll get ugly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I had a, a, a coach colleague tell me, uh, I'm an analogy junkie, and she told me, she said, you know, it's kind of like when you start a face regimen when you have really bad acne. And when you start the regimen, you know, it doesn't get better right away. It gets really ugly first because all of the, all (laughs) of the stuff underneath the skin has to come out. It has to surface. So all of a sudden you start this regimen, you think your face is going to clear up. And then next thing you know, you look like a pizza face and you've got pimples everywhere (laughs) and you don't know what to do with it. You're like, why is it so bad? When really- That's a great analogy. It just has to get it. Sometimes it gets worse before it gets better because a lot of junk has to come out before you can bring in the new. And I talk about that a lot with my clients. Like you can't bring in new furniture to your living room when the old crap is still sitting in there. Well, that's so true. So true. And when you do bring in the new furniture, it suddenly makes like the walls and the curtains and everything else look bad. You're like, oh my gosh, I need, I need to fix everything in my life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's so, so true. Cause then all of a sudden you're looking around, it's like, oh, this doesn't really fit with what was happening before. So let's start to dismantle and take things apart, you know, and, and yep. see, see what does fit now. And sometimes you put something in there and you're like, oh, I thought that would fit, but it doesn't fit because you're still kind of in that space of your old programming. And we yes. have to learn how to reprogram our minds. And Absolutely. that's where the real work comes in. It sure does. I mean, because you need willingness, you need open-mindedness, you know, and you need to be really, really honest with yourself in order to do that, in order to move forward and make changes. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we're so used to not being honest with ourselves. We tell ourselves a story that we're, we think we're supposed to hear. And, yep. you know, we have that little voice inside of us, especially in those early days of realizing our sexuality. It's like, I really like, I really, really I'm, I like I'm so attracted to a woman. And then your brain's going, no, you're not. You're straight. <laughs> you're not this supposed to scary. be. You're not supposed <laughs> to like girl. <laughs> I know, right? It's like having like them each on, on each shoulder, you know, the devil and the angel. And it's like, no, but it's like, I want her. It's like, no. Yes, yes. yes. Like this feels good. No, it doesn't. It's not supposed to feel good. It's supposed to feel like sin. It's supposed to feel like scary. It's supposed to feel yep. wrong. And then everything inside of you is like, oh, but it feels so right. You yeah. know? And so we we have these different stories playing out in our heads and we don't know how to work through those by ourselves. And when we start to tell ourselves the truth, that's when we start unearthing a lot of really wild stuff. (laughs) It's so true. So true. And, and when, so when a woman's in a relationship with a a hetero man, she's in a hetero relationship. I mean, you know, it's like shaking a snow globe, you know, in your life, it's really tough to manage, but we all do. So if you're listening you know, we do make it through. It just, it's hard. And, you know, no one said that life was going to be easy, but you do survive it. 
<laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I wrote a post yesterday based on that very thing because yesterday marked my three year from wow. where I just wreck. I I admitted to myself, oh wow, you are so good. <laughs> you know, oh. <laughs> you know, I remember that moment that night where I had my first experience, you know, and I remember like everything in my world made complete sense in that moment. I was like, oh my gosh, it all makes sense. And then I woke up the next morning and goes, oh crap, nothing makes sense. Nothing, <laughs> nothing makes sense. My whole world just like, I love the snow globe analogy and I use it a lot in my with my clients. It really did feel like somebody took my life, which looks like a snow globe in this analogy, shook the ever living crap out of it, and set it down and just watches where stuff falls. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I did not know what to do with myself. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you are not alone. <laughs> no, no. And I really, thought, I really thought in that moment that I was, this was three years ago. I thought yes. I'm the only person in the whole wide world who's ever experienced this. 41 yes, years of no. straight life. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's exactly what went through my my mind. You know, I, I lived in this, like, what is wrong with me attitude? Like, why yeah. am I attracted to her? Yeah. You know, and yeah, I thought I was the only one, the Absolutely. only person. Yes. I'll never forget that first moment where I had like these little twinges of tingly feelings inside with, with a woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is that? And like the first couple <laughs> of times I just kind of wrote it off as, you know, I, I, you know, I made excuses for it, you know, um, I remember the second time I was like, I really was interested, but it scared the ever living crap out of me. And yep. then the third time hit, this was in my adult years, of course, and this is literally in the last four years that all this has happened. And the third time this woman walks into where I was and I was just like blown away. Like, who is this woman? Why do I feel like this? Why is the ground shaking? Why does there look like there's like fireworks in the sky? Like, what the hell is happening right now? (laughs) And I thought, this cannot be right. Like, why do I feel this way? I mean, that's never even happened in a hetero situation. So I don't know what's happening right now. But something's different. And I need to figure this out. Yes. Yes. Yep. That's exactly how I I finally reached my straw, you know, that broke the camel's back and said, I cannot live like this anymore. I need to figure out what's wrong with me. And, and I think that's what most women get to like this breaking point of, I just can't either live like this anymore. So many women either know and have known their whole lives and they just can't live a hetero life anymore. Or someone like myself, who I just completely had my head in the sand and, and had no clue. Yeah, but uh, wow, yeah, wow. I mean, and when you think about the the changes that you and I have gone through in just the last three or four years, hmm. I mean, it's like you know, holy cow, it's a rebirthing. You know, it's one hundred percent a rebirthing. Yeah, it's coming, <laughs> it's waking up, it's coming to yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like coming home for the first time ever. And yes, it's scary because you don't know what's behind the doors. You have no nope. idea what you're walking into. You have no idea what to expect. It's like this vast, expansive space of the unknown. Mm -hmm. You can either be terrified by this space of unknown, or you can be excited by the possibilities that are on the other side of it. Absolutely. And I highly, highly recommend being excited about the possibilities because 99.9% of the time, there is no boogeyman on the other side of that door. It's, It's really, it's all possibilities, opportunities. And yes, there'll be some challenges, but we grow from those and absolutely absolutely open the doors, 
you know, zip open all the windows, let the, you know, the breeze come in Mm -hmm. and just experience it all. You know, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I've found, not just with myself, but with my clients is when you choose to step into that space, you're scared and it's okay to be scared. It's okay to, to feel, you know, it's okay to go slowly. It's okay to tiptoe in. So you're not, so you think you might not be noticed. It's okay to do it whatever way you have to do it. There's no yes. right or wrong way to do it. But what ends up happening is even with the tiniest little steps, even if it's the babyest little steps, every step into that space, stepping into that fear, facing that fear, one little baby step at a time, every step empowers you that much more. Every oh, step gives you a little bit of a nudge and that's confidence. Every little yep. step gives you a little bit of, oh, okay, wow. Okay, I can do this. Okay, yes. okay. This was safe. I can do the next step, you know? Yep. And this is where support also comes in handy. Oh boy, that is so true. Yeah, I mean, just to, I wanted to speak about that taking a step or taking a tiny step. No, no step and no movement is too small. You no, know, it's okay. Not. It's okay to dip your big toe in the water and say, mm-hmm. nope, I like the water when it's warmer and just wait. Yeah. You can show up at Zoom meetings and you don't have to necessarily have your, your video on. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, you just come into this crazy big world, you know, that you're discovering in your own time and in your own way. And in terms of support, there is support out there. Finally, I, I pay homage to my, my lesbian sisters that have come decades before us and, and have had a rough go of it. And even, even back in, I guess, 10, you know, decade or 15 years ago, I didn't have that many resources available. And now thankfully there is support. So let's talk about that, what, you know, the importance of support and where, where do you find it? How do you get it? Well, I remember feeling that way when I first came out. I'm like, I, I knew that it was, I felt very scared to do it alone. And at the time I was just, I mean, I was in my coaching school, so I was not yet there. But even then I was like, I need help with this. (laughs) But it was very scary to ask for help because asking for help meant I had to, I had to tell somebody what was happening Mm -hmm. in my interior world. And that was terrifying for me. Yes. Um, But I did it anyway. And, you know, I, you know, that's why I do what I do now is to support people who are coming into this stage of awakening to themselves and learning that there's something on the other side. They are ready to do the work, whatever that work looks like. That Those are the people that I work with. And there are so many other LGBTQ coaches, coming out coaches, and therapy counselors. All of these are, are the tools that are, will help get you through that next step. Now, therapy and coaching are very different. Right. I hear this a lot. I have clients who work with both. They work with me. They work with the therapist. Both work in unison together. A lot of times, you know, with coaching, my job is not to take you back and find out why all of this stuff happened and why you did exactly. all of the things you did or made the choices that you made. That's not my job. I don't need to know your past history because the past history is where you got here. What I need to know is where you are right now. What is your what is your current experience? Like what is happening in your world that brings you to needing support? And yes. then I search for, okay, so now we know where you are. Well, where do you want to be? Like yes. what is your desired experience in life? And then I help you build the bridge and walk with you across the bridge to that space oh, where beautiful. you desire being. 
It's, yeah. it's just, it's, I just love what we do, you know, making information and conversations available to people because it, it at least at the very least, it takes away that feeling of, oh my gosh, it's not just me. You know, I'm yeah. not crazy and I'm not all alone. Exactly. And, um, and there is support out there and, and people are being, women are being so brave these days. I mean, I run a zoom support group on Wednesday nights. Sometimes it's on Thursday nights. It's called women loving women. And, you know, there are times where they've told me I, I was so afraid to come. I was so afraid to show up. Yeah. And just from the little bit of conversation that we have amongst ourselves, next thing you know, they're raising their hand. They want to, they want to share. They, you know, it's, it, you know, they turn their video on. It's a beautiful thing to see people. And those are those little steps that you talked about. You know, it's, it's some place that they can go and just explore these possibilities. I, I actually read um, a Facebook post the other day about a woman who, who did explore these possibilities and then went back to her husband and has made the decision to remain in her hetero marriage for her whatever reasons. And and I've always said to women, it's there's no judgment. You know, mm-hmm. it, it right answers are for you, not anybody else. Exactly. You know, and, and it's you know it's it's your path that you want to carve out, nobody else's. So so what is the what what kinds of issues or topics come up often with your clients? Because I'm sure you, you have them at various different stages of development and coming out. What kinds of topics come up with you and with them? Oh man, there are so many. You know, the first the first thing I always hear is I just don't know who I am. <laughs> I just don't know who no. I am. And they come to me and they want me to tell them who they are. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know who you are, but we yeah. can find it together. I can help to walk yeah. you to it, but you're the only one who has access to that. And I that's why I use that language with it, describing what I do, because we literally have that. Our, our higher self literally lives within us. Yes. That, that part of us is very present, very real. A lot of times there's some sort of blockage that happens between who we are showing up in the world as and who we really are. Most of, most of the time it's, it's some sort of fear that stands yes. away. And you know, what we, what I do in my work is we, we plow through the fear. We get a jackhammer and just literally break it apart and let's examine every little tiny piece that comes out of that when we start breaking apart that that barrier between the two. And then before I know it, I'm watching the light bulb come on. And that's my favorite thing in the whole wide world. I know, isn't it? And watching that, I mean, literally seeing it in their face, seeing it in the energy around them. You know, I literally can feel it and see it on them when they have that that moment. It's so beautiful. (laughs) It's so beautiful. And, And, you know, I'm so glad to hear that you're dealing with the whole topic of fear because fear is what drives all of us, hetero, you know, gay, bisexual, whatever, you know, whatever you are, if you're a human being that you are struggling with fear every day, all day. And and really there's nothing worse to fear than fear itself. I mean, it, it, it is so binding and stifling and suffocating and typically situations, whatever we're afraid of are typically not nearly as bad as what we make them out to be in our minds. You know, and I really, I try to encourage women to, to not live in their head, but to live in their heart and live in their body and, and take their signals and their cues from that. Because, uh, you know, our minds just keep wanting to go backwards. You know, they want to go backwards and say, but this happened and that happened and stop living in the past or stop making up old stories and, you know, face the fears. And, and you know, no one's alone in having to do that, which is nice. Mm-hmm. There right. are so many outlets. But yeah, if we can all conquer fear, man, oh, 
what a, a force to be reckoned when, when we would be. So true. And, you know, it's interesting that people, and that's another thing I hear is like, I just want to not be afraid. Well, they don't always love my response to that because fear is always going to be present. You just have to learn how to dance with the fear rather than sit the dance out and let it take over. You exactly. Know? And it's just, it's letting it be there and doing it afraid anyway. Yep. And for my first year as a coach that, or I believe it was actually the first year that I started my, my coaching training. We were encouraged to come up with a mantra for that year. Oh, wow. And my mantra was be afraid and do it anyway. And oh, I wow. said it literally that. every day to myself. Oh, I love that. That is, that is a great thing to live by, you know, and, and obviously you're not going to throw yourself out in front of a bus, you know, or a um, that's not exactly what I meant. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but, but, you know, do the things that you're afraid of, do the hard things. And it's you not just, yeah, it's not just the things that are you're afraid of. So this is where the trick is because some fear is healthy fear. I'm not going to walk off of a tall building because I'm afraid, or, you know, I mean, I'm afraid to walk up a tall building and I'm not going to do that just because I'm going to face a fear. I, I mean, that's, that's a healthy <laughs> fear, right? What I mean by facing fears in that way and doing things afraid is you ever have an experience where, well, I mean, coming out, for instance, you're like everything in you is like, oh gosh, I, I mean, like I know who I am. I want people to know me. But then you have this fear of, oh my gosh, what about the rejection? What will they say? What will they think? Who, you know, who will they talk to? And what will they say about me? And how will they feel about me? And will they want to leave my life forever? All these like stories come into my head. That little fire that's inside of you that says, oh, but this is something I want to do. That's what you listen to. Yes. That's yes, the fear yes. you with. Yes. I totally agree. Completely agree. So we have fear that comes up. What other, I'm trying to think of some of the topics that I hear about. I know women are, you know, well, what's your philosophy on coming out and jumping right into a relationship? Or in some cases they come out because they have a catalyst versus maybe waiting and not jumping into a relationship and getting to know yourself first. I mean, have you experienced either of those and what do you suggest? I love, love, love this question so much. So my personal experience was that I had a catalyst that I jumped right into things with and I didn't take any time to explore it. I was just like, Ooh, you know, I mean, and I just <laughs> ran with it. I mean, it was, it was so exciting and terrifying and it was a hot mess. I'll be very honest with you. It was a big, big mess because I didn't take the time to process who I was and what I was feeling and I wasn't out. And so there was some complications with not being able to be real with people. And I have a girlfriend or, you know, things like that. It was very secretive, which was also, it felt kind of icky to be secretive. So I, I have this question come up a lot. I talk to people about this a lot. There's no right or wrong answer to be honest oh, with you. definitely. Because if you jump right into it, it's not wrong. If you wait, it's not wrong. It, each each person has to have the experience that they have to have to get them from that point to the next point. Right. And so for me to say, no, you should stay single. You should figure your crap out. You should like work through all the stuff before you decide to jump into a relationship. Well, I could say that, but I didn't do that. And because I didn't do that, <laughs> I was able to learn some really hard lessons. Now, because I didn't do that, some of the lessons were more painful than mm-hmm. they would have been otherwise. But I, it, I needed to learn that way. 
right. part of right. my journey. So, yep. yeah. So I, when I work with people who do jump into things and don't give themselves a breathing moment to like, kind of just, you know, okay, what just happened? And this is okay. This is true. And now I've got to figure all this out and I don't know what to do. You know, there is just no right or wrong answer there. It's so true. And it, I mean, it sounds cliche, but it's very true. I think, if you decide to jump in and you immediately have a catalyst, you learn so, so much from that experience. In Fast. <laughs> now you do grow and very, <laughs> very fast. Uh, you know, and hopefully too, with each relationship that may follow that catalyst, if any, any relationship follows that catalyst, you know, to stop and reflect, you know, I, I always stopped after each of my relationships and said, what did I learn? What, what did I contribute to? the rise and fall of that relationship. Yeah. So yeah, there really is no right or wrong. I, I I was one that threw myself into the fire. I mean, it's so hard not to because you're just so excited. Excited and, for teenager yeah, time. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this is me. And this is my new life and have all these feelings going on. And another thing that I, I thought was just me, I, I thought I was going through puberty all over again. And, and I felt like a 15, 16 year old boy, which Absolutely. I found out that it's not just me, nope. which is good to know. And and I think part of that is why we throw ourselves into some of the relationships early on as well. But sure. there really is no right or wrong answer. I have a, a young woman in her thirties who has decided she's in love with this woman and this woman's in love with her. And they, she decided to take time off and, and just put some space between them that, so that she can slow the process down and get to know her and figure things out. And I'm like, damn girl, you are half my age and 10 times smarter than I was. <laughs> but well, and, it's, and that's not you know, necessarily true either because no, your journey I, was your journey for a reason. Exactly. Like mine was another thing that often comes up and I'm sure you recognize that you'll recognize this quite well is that first breakup. Woo, that was oh, a doozy. My, oh my oh, gosh. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. thank you for a run. <laughs> Yes, yes, that's a spoiler alert for anyone yeah. who hasn't dated yet. It, you know, as as intensely wonderful as the feelings are, you know, being in a relationship with a woman, the breakup is is equally as intense. It just is, and and I think it's just something we have to accept because the the wonderful and the good is so damn good. Mm-hmm. The man, the um, the demise of the relationship can be really painful, but but again, you'll survive it. You know, it's, you you'll learn yeah. things and you'll survive it. It'll feel like there's no other woman in the world that, you know, will fit your needs. And I went through that. I mean, I think I had six or seven relationships before the one that I'm currently in. And each one was definitely a stepping stone to the next. Oh, yeah. You know, I learned a lot. I mean, my first one was like, oh, I'm in love. And that's oh, yeah. this is forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is forever. This is my, I'm my person. I'll never love oh. anybody like this again. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so intense. It's so, It's like... It yes. is the most intense feeling I have ever felt. <laughs> and then the next one comes and you're like, oh, okay. Oh, wait. Okay. Wow. And then, you know, you have <laughs> more experiences and you're like, okay, so they're all almost all like this. Okay. This is <laughs> but here's um, the thing that, that I do tell people, you know, that first, like, do I start dating right away when I realize I'm gay or do I give it some time? You know, there's no right or wrong. There's really no right or wrong with like breakups either. But nope. What's really important, and I talk to people about this a lot, and I have several that I'm working with who are struggling with breakups. The time afterwards, after the breakup, is really, really, really important to take. 
Yes. Um, that's when it is really important because, you know, as you know, these are very emotional driven relationships. <laughs> and if we don't work through those emotions and feel the emotions and heal the emotions, what ends up happening is we carry them into the next relationship. Yes. Take yeah. note, write that down, everyone, because that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, well, me, me too. I, I think we all do that. And, you know, something that I've learned is how to work through those feelings. That's not, I mean, I just walked myself through that this year with a breakup oh. is walking myself through those feelings and, okay, what am I feeling? And used to, I would judge what I was feeling and I would, you know, why am I feeling this? And, you know, what it, you know, focusing on what they, the, the other person did to make me feel this and, yes. you know, focusing on how I could have done things differently and how I screwed it up and how I did. That's not, that's not helpful. That keeps you stuck in that feeling. Yes. It so sure the does. trick is to just, what is the feeling? Put a name to it. Sometimes you need a vocabulary for that. So look up the words of for feelings, look up the feeling yes. words and really like identify what feelings you're feeling. No judgment. No analyzing, no trying yes. to figure it all out, just yep. feeling like I'm yes. feeling sad. Okay, well, what does sad feel like? And just sit with that sad feeling, not yes. there or whatever, just there. I'm sitting with yes. it. And yep. as you sit with it, the sadness starts to get lighter and lighter and lighter before you know it. it's like, oh, okay, that feels that feels different now. It doesn't feel sad anymore. Now it feels I'm not so scared. You yeah. know, I'm not. not I don't feel so alone. I, I, I am a big proponent of, of feeling the feels, feeling yeah. all the feels, you know, we're human and we've been blessed with hundreds of different kinds of feelings and we don't get to pick and choose a lot of times, which ones, you know, come upon us. And I've often said to people when they're dealing with grief and, and really painful, difficult feelings is that if you allow yourself to sit in those feelings they feel recognized. They feel honored. Those feelings feel acknowledged. And yeah. when they feel acknowledged, they pass through us more quickly. It's, it's when we try to step them down or ignore them or hide them behind us or pretend that they're not there. They don't go away. They don't go no, away. They come out somewhere else. Yeah. Yep. They, they always will come out somewhere else. And, you know, another trick, and this happens, you know, this happens a lot with people who are coming out and people who are awakening to their, to their own magic, what's inside of them, what's possible for them. You know, they, they get these feelings and they're like, why the hell do I feel that way? Like that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense because like, you know, in their minds, they feel like they're judging the feeling that yes. they should like, that's a weird feeling. Why do I feel that way? You know, where is that coming from? And then they spend too much time analyzing and judging it rather than just letting it be, let it, let it be seen and done. Acknowledge it. Let yeah. it be. It doesn't yeah, have to make sense. No, it doesn't have to make, and it, and it may one day, it just doesn't have to necessarily make sense in that moment, you know, yeah. just allow it to be. I'm such a big cheerleader for, for feeling the feelings and ladies out there cry. Don't yeah apologize for crying yep. and cry, you know, invest in Kleenex stock <laughs> and just let, it, let it out because it's, it's the most, one of the most healing things we can do for ourselves. Yeah. And there should be no shame attached to crying. Yeah. It's our body's way of actually releasing toxins from the body. It's a and um, yeah. yeah, I just, and, and I can tell when I'm holding it in and, and I just talk to myself and say, let it out, let it out. You know, I've got to mm -hmm. let it out. And I've gone through my share of tissue boxes, but uh, oh, it's a yeah. part of the process. 
<laughs> it's part of the process. It really is. Wow. This is incredible. And y'all, you would be crazy not to be looking up Carrie DeWitt. And, and you know, what better way to get coached through these journeys and through this process than by someone who's gone through it themselves, which is what makes all of these conversations so valuable because hopefully something that we talked about today has touched somebody and said, oh my gosh, I feel that way, or I'm so afraid of my first girlfriend or whatever. Just go with it. Just be and experience it all, feel it all. Life is meant to be lived. It's it's meant to be lived like an adventure, not to be not to be running from, you're not supposed to be surviving life. You're supposed to be thriving mm-hmm. and find the courage. You know, the courage is within you. Everything you need to know and do is within you. And it's just people like myself and Carrie and other great LGBTQ coaches out there who are here to help you bring that out of yourself so that you can live your best life and and be a beacon of love and enjoy the hell out of life. Yeah, I love it. Have anything final you want to say, girl? Yeah, well, you just said find your courage and that brought something up for me and I wanted to just like touch on that real quick. You know, I get that a lot. Like, I don't know how to find my courage. I don't know how to do, I don't know how to like, I don't know how to do that. Start small. Do one thing that feels a little bit scary that doesn't feel it. So I call it like the low hanging fruits. It's easy to reach. Yes. You know, if coming out feels like it's so far out of reach from your courage zone, because it's a high hanging fruit, it's really hard to reach those high hanging fruits. You know, so you reach the ones that are lower and easier to grasp onto and start practicing showing up bigger in your life. And as you do that, it empowers you and you find the courage inside because you, you start practicing doing these courageous things, one tiny little step at a time, doing the low hanging things that are easy, easier to try. I remember, you know, just even walking around and saying I'm gay. You know, I I used to live in Asbury Park, New Jersey, which is a great gay community. Uh And I felt very safe there. And it was a great place to come out. Um, And it was so strange to hear the words coming out of my mouth. And, and, oh, you know, it's just like you said, it's really one tiny step at at a time so that you can start to feel comfortable in your own skin, you know, and and, uh, it's all tiny steps and it's all beautiful. It's all worth it very very well worth it because anyone listening you know you're worth it it's so incredible and it's such an important part of living is to be living authentically and living your true self you'll you'll find happiness that you never imagined that was possible and it's it's happiness happiness within which is i never thought i'd find that which is really great me it's really and you know those words out loud that's one of those lower hanging fruits. You don't even have to say it to anybody but yourself. Look in the mirror. Yeah. And Look in the well, mirror, yes. If you don't resonate with I'm gay, then find what does resonate. Like if, yes. I, if you're bi, you look in the mirror and say, or if you think you're bi, you can look in the mirror right. and say, I am a bisexual. I like girls. Or just say, I like girls. Or yes. I like boys. If you're if you're a boy who realizes you like boys, or you know, if you like yep. both, or, you know, it doesn't matter. No, or it doesn't. And, and he- be open and be prepared for it to change and evolve, you know? Um, it absolutely does. We're constantly, constantly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and that's okay. And, and I've heard a lot of women lately say, I don't, I don't want to label, I don't, or they don't know what to label themselves. So they just say, I'm, I'm non-straight. I'm not straight. So I started that way. I, I would say I'm not a lesbian because I was scared of the labels. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I had somebody say, 
people from many, many years back, they fought for those labels. They wanted, yes. they, they needed those labels. It means something to them. They like, there was a lot of loss because of those labels. So I do honor the labels, but I always encourage people, you, you get to be the picker of your label. If you, yeah. if you and the changer. Yes. And it can change. It, it can be fluid. It can look yes. different this month than next month. There's no rules on that. And nobody nope. gets to plat. Nobody gets to slap a label on you that doesn't fit. That's not Absolutely. anybody's job. And if they try to, because people tried to with me, I get that a lot with the late bloomers. People assumed that I was bisexual because I had been with men. Oh right, and I'm not. And I'm like, that yeah. doesn't fit me. You are. I mean, you're slapping what you what your thoughts are on me, and it doesn't fit me. So I don't yep. have to hold that. And some people get really hurt by that label being slapped on them when that they didn't get permission for the label. And you get yes. to put people nicely in their place and say, you know, that that's not my label. I don't really yep. feel attached yet because I'm still learning. I'm still figuring myself out. But what I do know right now is I'm attracted to women. That's mm-hmm. all you need to know. And, right. you know, the labels come when you're ready for them. Now I identify very much as a flaming lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, I, I'm, I'm not at all ashamed to say it. It definitely fits me, and I, I, I like that label. Mm-hmm. But there was a time that I didn't want a label. Right. Actually, I had the opposite early on. I think it was so new for me, and my identity was so new that I wanted to tell people I was either a lesbian or gay. And yeah. unfortunately, I don't necessarily like the word lesbian and how it looks or sounds. But um, it's growing on me. You know, it's it's growing on me. But I. So and and then and now I'm kind of in this area, this gray area of like I don't really need to announce what I am or define what I am. You know, it's just I, I know, I like women, and that's all I need to know. Exactly. So you know, I use I use lesbian, I use gay, I use queer, I use all of mm-hmm. those words because they all fit me. Exactly. Um, me too. And, and it gets to be whatever you want it to be because you yep. own the pen and the paper. And you get to write the story to look however you want it to look. And there's no rules of what that looks like. I know. It's great. And there's no grammar. You could draw pictures, stick figures, whatever you want. It gets to to be a hot mess all all the way through if you want it to be. and that, Or if you don't want it to be, sometimes it still is a hot mess. But, you know, it it just gets to be whatever whatever you decide it gets to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. So where can people reach you, Missy? Okay, I am on all the platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, as Carrie DeWitt. If you find one, me and one, I have a link in my bio for all the ways to connect with me. Um, awesome. My website is caring, K-A-R-I-N-G, transformation.com. Cool. You can connect with me there. On my website, there is an option to connect with me to work with me one-on-one, which right now I do have a few open spaces for one-on-one support coaching, uh, private coaching. And I also have a membership group, small, where we, it's called Empowered Authenticity. You can see that on my website as well. Okay. And we work, we, we are, we're just doing life together and walking wow. through things together as, as, as a small community. And of course I have the large late bloomer lesbian Facebook group for those who are late bloomers who identify as a late bloomer. You will find very quickly through this group, you are not alone. We have 5,300 yeah. people in this group now. 
And That's um, crazy. it blows my mind that there are so many people like me. But the, the thing I love about this group in particular, it's a free group. The large group is a free group. It's a very diverse group. It's not just mm-hmm. lesbians. We have non-binary, gender fluid. We have transbians, which are trans lesbians. We have, you know, bisexuals. We have pansexuals. We have lesbians. We have all the things. We have young and we have yep. older. We have everybody in between. And so that's it's just awesome. a very beautiful, diverse group. Yeah, just doing life together. It's amazing. Yeah, that is awesome. And that's Carrie DeWitt, K, uh, Carrie with a K. Yes, K-A-R-I-D-W-I-T-T. Yes. This has been awesome. As usual, we've had a few conversations together. Thank you so much for your time. I hope you decide to come back on again sometime. I would love and, it so much. I love our conversations. All of them. I do Why too. not record them and let other people be party to it? I know, right? I know. And and they're all so different, you know, but they're so valuable. So many, so many things to really hang on to in this conversation. And um, I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. You're doing great work and great things. Just remember out there, everybody out there that it's better late than never because it's yeah. never too late. And thank you so much. Thank you, Robin. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. If you're looking for your people, your community, and a safe place to learn and get answers to your questions, then come join the conversation. Come join us in our private Facebook group, Coming Out Late Community, because we all know it's better late than never, and it's never too late.